A single woman whose greatest wish in life is to become a wife and mother falls for a handsome doctor. The two have a whirlwind romance that leads them to move in together and quickly sees them become pregnant. All seems perfect in their world. Until the hunky doctor ends up in jail for an unspeakable act. Welcome, welcome, welcome into yet another episode of Killing Miss and Hidden, your favorite podcast. I'm your old buddy Brad, your favorite podcast host. I hope all is awesome in your world. I just happened to be returning from vacation myself. Took the family down to Florida, got to enjoy the beaches. Well, we tried to, at least. It was a little bit colder than we have, would have preferred, but, you know, the kids had fun. And, you know, I got to beat them all at mini golf and go-kart racing, so I feel like I've reestablished my dominance in the family. So a good trip overall, right? Now, because I was on vacation, I didn't really have time to put together a proper episode, but I found a way to give you something. It's a pretty straightforward little story without many twists, so it's going to be a short ride, but a little of Brad goes a long way, right? So let's get to it. Michelle Baker worked as a firefighter and a medic up in Ohio. At the age of 33, she was growing concerned that life was passing her by. She wanted so badly to be a mother and wife. So her girlfriends did what any good friends would do. They found her someone who was a young hottie and single and who happened to be a doctor. Dr. Maynard Munzing II the most conventionally unattractive of names, in my opinion. It's kind of a boy named Sue situation, right? Like, you kind of have to do something grand with your life if you're going to be Maynard Munzing. Anyway, Michelle and Munzing hit it off immediately, and before she could blink, she found herself living with Munzing and pregnant. Just like that. Everything she had wanted in life just fell into her lap. Now, Mudzing was overjoyed at the news of Michelle being pregnant, and he insisted that they elope. Well, I mean, they eloped in the way I imagine doctors view eloping. You know, they didn't just go down to the courthouse. Um, he insisted that they fly down to Key West, Florida, and have a wedding on the beach barefoot with the sands between their toes. All of this was planned by Munzing himself, so of course Michelle's just swooning from the romance and how amazing this is, as she should. But when they got to Key West, Munzing kind of got cold feet. He asked if they could delay the marriage a bit because he was kind of, sort of, still struggling with feelings for his ex-wife, Tammy Irwin. This was a pretty massive body blow to Michelle as she had only ever heard Munzing speak ill of Tammy. You know, where did these feelings come from when all she's heard is what a nightmare this woman is? But by the same token, what could she do? So she agreed to the postponement with a heavy heart. And shortly after learning of the upsetting news, Michelle experienced like severe cramping and became very, very ill. She was vomiting and 
uh, spotting and basically everything you don't want to have happen while you're pregnant, she was having happen. Of course, Munzing being a doctor looked her over, you know, said, you know, everything seems okay for right now, but when we get back, you need to, of course, see your OB and your regular doctor. So when they got back to Ohio, that's what she did. And fortunately, both the OB and her doctor said she was fine. The baby was fine. Didn't really know what caused it, but it may have just been a one-time thing. May have been something she ate. Nothing to be worried about. So, meanwhile, Munsing, in an effort to demonstrate that he really was dedicated to Michelle and this relationship, bought her a brand new $350,000 house. And he said, you know, this is the house we're going to grow old in. This is the house where we're going to have babies grow up. And to show how certain he was of their relationship and how much he trusted her, the house was put only in Michelle's name. So, you know, this did appease Michelle. I mean, that's a heck of an investment to make if you're just going to dump this broad, right? So she agreed to move forward with the relationship. And so they lived together in this brand new house and things were slowly getting back to normal. I mean, obviously Michelle's got to recover from this kind of emotional roller coaster she's been through, but she's, she's dealing with as best she can. Now, having said that she is under a lot of stress. Um, Obviously, being pregnant puts a certain amount of stress on the body, right, ladies? And then on top of that, she's dealing with these problems with her future husband. And she just starts getting more and more impatient with Munzing. And ultimately decides that, look, we just need a breather. They're not going to break up. It's nothing like that. It's not a Ross and Rachel situation from Friends. Munzing just says, look, okay, you're right. The 4th of July is coming up. Gonna have a long weekend. I'll go fishing with the boys. That'll give me some time to myself, you some time to yourself, and we can figure out how we can get this relationship back on track. So she's cool with it. She thinks it's a great idea. While he was away, though, something odd happened. Michelle was taking a shower one night and listening to the radio. And as she's listening to the radio, someone calls in to request a song, and she's certain that it's Munsing. Which doesn't make any sense, because he's not supposed to be in the neighborhood, much less in the state of, you know, not even in the state of Ohio. He's supposed to be states away on this deep-sea fishing expedition with his buddies. So she's bothered all night by this fact, and she can't really sleep, and she calls one of her girlfriends up the next morning, and the girlfriend says, why don't we go check out his ex's house? Just, just to be certain. Well, as they pull up to the ex's house, lo and behold, good old Dr. Munsing's there in the front yard pitching woo at Tammy, his ex. Now, as you may or may not know, pregnant women are usually the paradigm for calm, reasonable expectations from their partner. Okay, no, that's a joke. Uh, the hormones got them going crazy at times. And being confronted with your lover, you know, 
flirting with his ex. Oh, that's that's dangerous. That's dangerous. You don't do that. This is a situation that would send a soon-to-be mom over the edge. And by God, Michelle came out of that car verbally swinging. <laughs> and Munsing was put back on his heels. Tammy was shocked because she didn't know who Michelle was. Munsing had never mentioned Michelle to her. As far as she knew, Munsing was living at a buddy's house. And so he's kind of stuck in a bad situation. But using his hunkiness and his doctorly charms, I guess, he manages to get the women's, you know, kind of separated. Tells Michelle, look, go home. We'll talk about this. He tells Tammy to go inside and he says he's going to leave. How he survived this encounter, I'll never know, but it works. So Michelle does go home, but in addition to being absolutely enraged at this point, she's also extremely heartbroken. She had this perfect life coming together, and it seems to all be falling apart. So a few days go by when Michelle receives a call from Munzing saying, look, can we talk? And she reluctantly agrees. You know, she wants this dream life to work out. So Munsing again, trying to pull out all the charm he's got, meets her at a local park where he's prepared a picnic and they have this nice little romantic lunch. But at the end of the lunch, Michelle is struck by that same pain again. Uh, horrible cramping, violent vomiting episodes, um, she raced to the bathroom there at the park and would be stuck in there for over 40 minutes. I mean, she was kind of blowing up from everywhere she could and physically just couldn't leave the bathroom. When this wave of horribleness passed, she had no energy and no strength left. So she kind of had to have Munsing, you know, almost physically carry her to the doctor. Um, she gets there, they run all these tests, they check everything out and everything's fine. The baby's fine, but no idea what's causing this. Her doctor kind of opined that it could be a mixture of, you know, she's just having a difficult pregnancy. And on top of that, she's got all this stress in her life dealing with this man who's screwing up everything that she wants. So she goes home tired and frustrated, you know, just worn out from the situation. And her sister comes over to kind of take care of her. And her sister makes an interesting observation. She asks why Michelle only gets sick when she's around Munsing. Michelle says that's crazy, blah, blah, blah. But then when she's laying in bed at night thinking about it, she realizes her sister's right. She's never gotten sick when she hasn't been around Munzing. You know, when he's gone on that 4th of July trip, she was fine the whole time. When she goes days without seeing him, she's fine. But whenever they hang out together, she gets sick. So she's concerned and doesn't know what to do. So kind of in a semi-panic, she goes to the police but they don't really buy into her story, you know? And they certainly aren't going to go arrest some doctor without evidence of some sort. And so Michelle says, fine, you want evidence? I'll get evidence. And she conducts her own investigation, which I love. You know, massive props to her. She sets up her own hidden camera in her kitchen. 
and tells Munzing to come over for dinner one night. While she's out in the backyard grilling up the steaks they're going to eat, she asks him to make her a drink. She says, I just want a soda, just something to settle down my stomach. So, on camera, you get to see him pouring the, I think it was a Coke, into a glass cup, putting some ice in there, which is wrong. You're supposed to do ice and Coke, but that's whatever. And then all of a sudden he reaches down into his pocket and pulls out this little clear vial and dumps it into her drink. Interesting. So Michelle comes back in, grabs a drink, you know, says thank you and says, excuse me, I gotta go, you know, to the little girl's room. Goes into the bathroom where she's got this lab set up. Okay, she really doesn't, but I like the idea of this to add some drama to it. But what she's prepared, I guess, is a fairer way to describe the situation. She dumps the coat key prepared into, like, you know, a traveling plastic container you would put water or whatever in. And as she dumps it out, she notices at the bottom of her glass is this white, milky substance. You know, you don't really pour open a can of Coke and expect to find milk inside. So she gets as much as that sludge into the container as she could for the police. Um, rinses the heck out of that glass and then pulls out a Coke she had hidden in there and poured it into her glass and then goes back out and they have an evening together. Um, you know, she pretends to be normal, but of course the entire time she's just itching to get to the police. So they wrap up dinner and the next morning she's at the police station bright and early saying, you guys want evidence? I got your evidence. She produces a videotape that shows um, Munzing mixing something into her drink. And then she's got the actual drink herself, you know, itself there. And the police now are taking the story a bit more seriously, but you know, they still don't really have enough evidence to where they feel comfortable arresting this doctor. So they said, let's see what the forensic science folks say is in the soda. So while that's being tested, Munzing, of course, unaware all this is going on, says he's going to go out of town again. Now, knowing what this meant, Michelle drives over to Tammy's house a couple nights later. And of course, Munzing's car is there. Now, she came there with the plan to make a scene. But as she approached the front door, she noticed there was an open window. And from this open window, she could hear Munzing and Tammy talking. And Tampi, Tammy sounded really ticked off because Munzing hadn't dealt with the baby situation yet. Which, of course, in Michelle's mind could only mean one thing. Munzing said, hey, look, baby, that's not a problem. I got it taken care of. In fact, it may already be taken care of. So Michelle left horrified and called the police the next morning and passed on this information. So the police are getting, now they're concerned. They, they think this situation could escalate badly and quickly if we don't act soon. So they pulled whatever strings they could and got the forensic analysis of the soda kind of expedited. And it was determined that the soda contained massive amounts of cytotech, which is a medicine traditionally used to treat stomach ulcers. However, one of its side effects is it can induce an early pregnancy. 
So police are raring to go at this point, but the prosecutors say, whoa, wait a minute. Before you make an arrest, we got to patch some holes in the story. So what I need y'all to do, police, is y'all set up your own hidden camera, okay? And you catch this guy in the act. And as soon as he dumps that vial into her drink, go arrest him then so we can secure the vial, we can know what's in there, and we can affirmatively tie this medication being in Michelle's glass due to Mudzing's actions. So they do that. They install their own hidden camera, and Michelle basically just goes through the same act she did before. Invites him over for dinner. She goes out to grill some steaks, asks him to fix a drink. He, you know, gets whatever, and, you know, put ice and pours a drink, and then dumps the little vial in there, and then all of a sudden, two detectives come running out of the garage... You know, badges out saying, don't move, put your hands up, blah, blah, blah. They arrest him, they seize the vial, and take him down to the station. The vial's compared to the Coke that she, or the soda she had brought in before. And, yeah, both contain the exact same substance, the Sciotech. And when they impounded the good doctor's car, they found several more boxes of Cytotech in his trunk. So the prosecutors go all out and charge Munzing with several counts of attempted murder of the fetus. They also charge his ex, Tammy, with conspiracy because she was the one fulfilling the prescriptions for Cytotech that Munzing was writing. Oh, and um, at this point we learn that Herzing doesn't, or I'm sorry, Munzing doesn't have an ex-wife at all. Yeah. Tammy who this whole entire time we believed is his ex-wife, his former wife. Nope, she's not his ex. They're still married. Dude never divorced. They had a volatile relationship, and Munsing had moved out for a spell, which is when he met Michelle. But they never divorced, and they were trying to make their marriage work. Sadly, while the criminal process was playing out, Michelle delivered her baby, but it was stillborn. The medical examiner could not affirmatively determine that the baby died because of the interference of the cytotech. And so the baby's death was left as being inconclusive. You know, Michelle at this point, she's gone from having this dream life unfold before her to having all of it taken away in the most horrible fashion possible. She tells prosecutors, look, I can't, I can't do a trial. You know, I just cannot sit there and be questioned in front of everybody and go through all that. So please, whatever deal you can work out, I would certainly appreciate it. So prosecutors go to work out a deal and what they reach is Tammy would plead guilty to the conspiracy charge, but she would only serve probation. Meanwhile, Dr. Munzing would plead guilty to assault. He agreed to give up his medical license and agreed never to seek re receiving it again. And he ended up serving five years in prison. Now, during his sentencing, Munzing was nothing but cold. He offered no apologies he offered no regrets. 
He said he did it because he couldn't continue his relationship with his wife if he was also going to be responsible for Michelle's baby, which he constantly referred to as it instead of her. He came across so badly that this judge who had the case was compelled to chastise him in open court for basically being a heartless punk. Probably not in those words, but that was the message she sent across. And kind of what makes this even worse is Michelle claims that if her, if, if Munsing had just come to her and said, nope, can't do this, want nothing to do with this baby, she said she would have been thrilled just to have a baby of her own and would have left him alone and never spoken to him again. So that's a yucky little story, huh? I can't imagine going from knowing you're going to marry this awesome person to learning that he or she has been trying to poison your baby because they view the child as a complication in their life. It's incredible how callous Munsing was. I mean, during the statement to the court in which the court is about to give him his sentence, his punishment, there's no remorse. There's no I'm sorry's, which is what you expect. That's what the judge wants to hear. Instead, he basically said, look, I just need to dust my boots off and get this part of my life behind me. You know, I, I'm kind of hoping that he got a few non-consensual prostate exams while in prison, but I doubt we're that lucky. So that's our story for the week. If you want to actually see the people involved, Forensic Files did an episode on this case. It's called Bitter Pill to Swallow, I believe. I think it's part of season seven. Um, if you watch it, you get to see the hidden camera footage. You actually get to hear part of the story from Michelle's own mouth. Uh, probably much more entertaining than what I'm offering up. But it's it's worth checking out if you're interested and you want to see the people involved in all this. Okay, let's let's do a palate cleanser and close this one out. We've got an appropriately vacation-themed one because Mr. Eli always delivers. So here it is. What is it called when two martial artists fight on the beach? What do you call it when two martial artists have it out on the beach? Well, it's called sand-to-sand combat. As always, absolute perfection, right? Okay, I hope you all enjoyed this very abbreviated episode. Surely it was better than nothing, right? If it wasn't, then I've got some serious problems here. I continue to wish you nothing but the best in life. Hopefully you will get to enjoy a vacation too. Even if it's with three crazy kids, it's well worth it. KMH will be back next week with a slightly more robust episode, methinks. Until then, stay awesome. This is Brad out. Thank you for listening to Killing, Missing, Hidden. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share. Questions? Email us at info at kmhpodcast.com.